0: in this community. Amen. So God bless you, Rishi. Now, let us just send our Bibles to the book of Hebrews. that I was there. when we were in Venda I think at some point in time it touched into the forty degrees but people were not somewhat affected by the weather they were captivated by the word of God. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So don't concentrate on the weather condition, concentrate on the condition of your soul. Amen. Now, in the book of Hebrews, 11th chapter, uh, the first verse. I found it written this man. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Amen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for.
1: Now faith is the substance of things hoped for.
0: The Amen. evidence of things not seen.
1: The evidence of things not seen.
0: Amen. So uh, you can see things without seeing them. You can have things without having them. Amen. Amen. That is the language of faith. Verse 2. For by it the elders obtained a good report. For by it the elders obtained a good report. You can as well obtain a good report on the basis of your faith. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. We don't understand creation by science, but we understand creation by faith. Why? We were not there, but we know what happened. And what evidence do we have? By faith, we know that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Simply, God spoke the word, and the universe came into existence. No evolution. Evolution is a bunch of nonsense. If you are doing evolution school, just do it to get to your grades. But you don't use it outside the class. It's Just a bunch of nonsense. Amen. Ah, because they say a man was an ape and then he evolved. Uh, but we still have apes that are not evolving. It's quite amazing how something can be so so foolish and yet be regarded as a scientific breakthrough amen the only answers that you will get it is from the word of god amen the bible has got an answer to every question that humanity has ever faced i've got full confidence on that amen okay through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. You see, things that you see were not made by the things that appear. There is an invisible force that brought the visible world into existence. Amen. Shall we bow our heads? Gracious Heavenly Father, I'm reporting for duty this morning. Dear God, help me to depend only and only on your weight. My intellectual capacity shall never help these people in any way. However way I articulate myself I shall never help these people in any way. What will help the people is when, God, you come down through that supernatural channel and you speak to the hearts that have gathered here. Some are coming here looking for answers. May you be gracious and answer them. Some are looking for healing. May you be gracious and heal them. Some are looking for salvation. May you be gracious and save them. But I know that, dear God, whatever need that is in the building, you are more than able to meet every need. This morning, we are not here so that we can just present ourselves before our fellow people, but we are here because we want to present ourselves into the presence of the Almighty God. I believe every heart that is standing in your presence now, they can acknowledge that we need you, Lord, and we need you more than ever before. This world has come to teach the people that a human being can be self-sufficient. But, Lord, we realize that they are failing at the very gospel that they want to project because a human being was made to depend on the Almighty God. We have come here because we acknowledge that we depend on you and you alone. If we depend on our friends, they will fail us. If we depend on our families, they will fail us. But you have never had any case where you failed any person. From time immemorial, you kept all your ways. And for that, dear God, we are very much thankful. May there be a spirit that will reign among ourselves. May there be testimonies that may be recorded as a result of this meeting, dear God. So that when we leave this place, every believer in their hearts must be able to say it was good to go to the house of the Lord. Why? Not because I met friends, but because I had a personal encounter with a supernatural God. And I've got supernatural results that I can pinpoint in my life and said this is exactly what god has done you are not a mute god you are not a deaf god you are a god that is responsive to our needs and that is why dear god we appreciate you that is why we love you that is why we want to serve you at all times because you are a living god dear god may you strengthen the bond between us and you dear god may you help us to see things better we realize that every year as the year goeth by, we are getting closer either to our griefs or to that rapture call. My greatest desire, none of these people that are within the reach of my voice must ever miss that rapture call, because every material that is needed for the rapture call is available right now. The tapes, the spoken word, many things have gone into preparation, dear God. Dear God, may this morning, somebody, may they respond to the call, dear God, and realize that the gospel is here to call them out, dear God. It is a late hour, dear God. We can see things are falling apart, societies. with nothing it seems to be holding, but dear God, the gospel is here. And unchanging gospel dear god Amen. may you bless sister maria dear god you know how she stood in this community many years and how many souls came through the bicycle shop and dear god i know you have preserved her for this long for a specific purpose dear god may you preserve her health may you protect her and make her heart's desire to be a reality not only her but everybody in the building dear god we've got wishes we've got desires but the scripture says, delight in the Lord, for he shall give you the desires of their own heart. I know you will do it, dear God. I've got full confidence in that as I commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Richly. Amen. I appreciated a lot this morning. I I don't know his brother, Allen Brother Ellen is in the building. Oh, he can stand up, my brother. Uh, the brother says he just uh, stopped by sometime in 2016, and somewhat whatever was preached there has lingered with him for long. He is now he's based in Malawi. are You back in South Africa? You're based in Maputo. Then he says, that time when he left the church, he said, I will return and be baptized in that church. So he has returned. So let's make an arrangement for our brother to be baptized after the service. God bless you richly. It is the right decision. Uh, you see, he It does not take an effort to get to the seed of God. Just one service. And how many months have gone past since he has been in the service, but somewhat it dominated his thoughts that one day I've got to go back and and be baptized in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We will certainly do that. And God has got a way of bringing his seed into the kingdom. If he's got to use the rock to testify of him, so shall he do so. Amen. So we really appreciate you, brother. And then we'll link up you with you with some of the assemblies in Maputo. I know there are good pastors there, and Voice of God recording is doing quite a lot of work in Maputo, so we'll link you up. Amen. So that you've got a place of worship. Uh, there's quite many people that we... We, there's a sister that uh, we referred, to. she gave us a call in Jobek and said, I came across the website, I listened to the message, I want to be baptized, and we linked her up with another assembly there. It's quite amazing, From the, ever since that time, she's solid in the weight. <laughs> solid in the weight. Um, so while the devil is using technology for filthy things, we will use technology to advance the word of God. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. We are not ashamed of our product. We are not ashamed. To, how many are not ashamed of this product called the message of the hour? We are not ashamed. This, this is a liberating force. Wherever it goes and people accept it, it sets them free. Amen. So there's quite a lot of things that are happening in the background, but we, we thank God for everything. This morning, I want to speak about the untapped resources of God. The untapped resources of God. Amen. Meaning when you say something, it is untapped. Maybe uh, a lot of people would know about when they say somebody has got a potential that is untapped. That means you've got the ability to do something but however, you have not yet done it. Are you still with me? It may be a supply of something of value that has not yet been taken advantage of. Something that has been supplied, but it has been not being uh, taken advantage of. Meaning it has not been utilized uh, to the fullest. Are we together? That's what I would want to speak on this morning and uh, somewhat brother. Brenham speaks when after his visit to India. I think when he went in the 60s to India, they were run about I think they were run about four, he says they were run about 470 uh, million people in India. 470 million. Right now when you go into, when you go to India, there is Almost the number is now hovering around 1.3 billion. 1.3 billion. Amen. Uh, if you have not been there, I had a privilege of being there. Uh, I think if you what to deem to be poverty in South Africa, it is nothing compared to what is unfolding in India. Uh, mothers are giving birth in the streets. It's it's such a a, a soul wrenching. Uh, experience, amen, Uh, the level of poverty there. But Brother Brennan makes a certain remark, which obviously my message, there is a phrase that I got there, and then that is why I based this message on this morning. He says in the message, the Queen of Sheba, uh, paragraph 8, he says in the newspapers it said that all the beds had flew, or in India, they don't have nice fences like you have here in the united states woven wire and so forth and fine picket fences they pick up the stones mostly and lay the stones together there's 470 million people in india i've said the number is now updated to close to 1.3 billion he says now honestly i know i may be exaggerating but I would guess there may be four hundred million beggars. I mean, Brother Brennan is simply telling you that a uh, majority are beggars today. They says, and this is where I need to bring you. He says they know nothing but beg. They know nothing but beg. They've got plenty of natural resources, but not the mentality to develop it. And I think the same statement that you can apply on India, you can apply on this continent, Africa. They've got plenty of natural resources, but not the mentality to develop it. Now, I can bring it to the individual, I mean, the likes of Brother Grace would know, Uh, I would imagine that Congo must be one of the richest countries in the world. Every mineral that you think of, you cannot have a cell phone without a particular mineral. What do you call it? Colton. Colton. Without having Colton, all your computer, gadgets, everything needs Colton, and that Colton can only be extracted from Congo. It is said in the belly of Congo there must be close to over 1.3 trillion US dollars worth of wealth in terms of mineral resources. But uh, I would imagine the brothers, they were celebrating. Uh, they've got, we've got a new president in Congo and uh, we are praying that uh, may God be gracious upon Congo. Uh, it is a nation that has gone through wars. It has gone through turbulences and we hope that it may be a turning point. Amen. That's our desire uh, because it does not only affect unbelievers but it affects believers as well. So we need to pray for our nations. Are we together? Now, when you look at Congo, I was speaking about it, they've got plenty of resources but they they as well do not have the mentality to develop it. And mentality... We mean in a sense that having maybe ethical leadership, ethical leaders, people that know that if we generate a revenue, a revenue must go to delivery of services for the people that is intended to. But corruption, we've got a kangaroo of corruption on the continent. Every person that you elect, they speak very well but as soon as they get into office they become as corrupt as hell. we together. And that is the disease. Me uh, you may say I'm a fanatic, but I believe that uh, unless the nations and unless the leaders accept the message of William Brenham, there is no turning point for that nation. Hallelujah. Unless leaders in communities, the only thing that I know has got the power and the capacity to make a human being better in the end time. It is nothing but the message of William Brenham. Amen. Ah, you cannot say amen, but I believe that 100%. If it does not make you better, it's your own endeavor. It's your own trouble. But this message, when it is fully accepted, wholeheartedly, it makes a man an upright man. It makes a woman to be an upright woman. It makes them to be trustworthy on all matters. Outside the message of William Brenham, you just become a crook. And in some cases, a crook that goes to church. And if the message of William Brenham cannot change it, it is not actually the message of William Brenham. It is the message of God through William Brenham. If this message cannot change you, I'm telling you, nothing will ever change you. We, we can put it for what it is. You are hopeless. Not only hopeless, but you are helpless. But when when brother, brother says when a man catches a vision of a supernatural God, it stabilizes his thinking. It stabilizes his way of seeing things. The only stability that you can find it is in the message. Young people, are you here? The only stability that even education it is not a, it is not a promise that it will make you upright. Uh, uh, come, I will show you crooks that have got PhDs. Hallelujah. I'll show corrupt men that I've got MBAs. But there is only one thing that can make a man upright. It is the light of your hour. Hallelujah. Not the church. Even this church cannot make you a better person. But the revelation of the light of your hour, it is bound to redirect your ways and make you an upright man. A man that can be trustworthy. A man that can keep his weight. Are we together? Now, I, and I'm saying we need, to, we need to zoom in on this statement. They've got plenty of natural resources. And I wonder this morning if the church of the living God, does it not have the plenty of spiritual resources, but we don't have the mentality to develop it? Are you still with me? What resources do we have there? Every, the church of God has, got the, has been given the power to heal the sick. The church of God has been given the power to heal any kind of disease. Even the disease that they may discover tomorrow, the church of the living God, has been given the power to heal that disease. There is no disease that can be in the presence of the children of the Most High God and remain incurable. I'll repeat the statement. There is no disease that can be in the presence of the children of the Most High God and remain incurable. There is no problem that can be presented to the Church of the Living God and remain unresolved. I'm talking here, people. There is no problem that can be presented to the children of the Most High God and remain unresolved. There is no human being that can come in contact with the children of God and they, he accepts or she accepts what they say and they remain the same. Well, I'm saying we've been given the capacity and the power to change things. I think others are wondering. It looks like breaking news to them. Amen. But these are things that I think we are down the road. We should know that. Are we together? But uh, the uh, and I think you, all timers, because we've got different generations. Uh, the likes of Sister Maria would be and Brother Philip. We call them the the baby boomers. Uh, Is those that were born uh, in the 50s, 40s, until the end of 50s. Then we've got those that were born in the 70s. Uh, They call them the uh, Generation X. Then we've got people that are born after the year 2000. We call them the millennials. So these generations. Now, the baby boomers, they know that when they grow up, they some of them struggle to go to school. Some of them come from a poor background, but somewhat they made it. Now, the millennials, today, right a millennial in his or her pocket, he's got a smartphone. With that smartphone, they can do Assignments. They can do research without going to the library. They can do. They can research concepts without getting in touch with the lecture. They can even be attend an online lecture. But uh, the results. They have got plenty of resources, but the results that they produce are shocking. And I'm going to bring it even into the message. You know that even most message churches, the reason they, they get, they are sustainable in terms of paying for buildings, bills. They are sustained by other generations, not the millennials. They don't believe in stuff like Titan. and what. No, 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 no. But this, this, I, as another person, I told them, I say. If you just find me good pensioners, I'll tell you I'll start a very strong church. Millennials, they are talented. One moment they are there, one moment they are not there. Yeah. The most unreliable people. I'm bringing down on your stores, yeah. doorstep young people. They are unreliable. Talented, knowledgeable, but unreliable. Yeah. Even at workplaces, if you, pee, if, if you irritate a millennial, he is not coming back to work. He's gone for good. No work ethics howsoever. No sense of endurance. It's a laid back life. But I expect you in the message to be a different material. Are you still with me? I'm still an old timer that believes that if you can't hold a job and be a provider... Don't ever bother us that you are looking for a sister. For what? For what? Are we together? A man has got to provide. Are you still with me? I, I, I believe we've got Muslims, we've got Christians, we've got Catholics, we've got different Christian sects. But I believe that in the end time, in 2018, there is no group of people that have got the resources of God like message believers. I will repeat the statement. Right now, if there is a group of people that God respects and God is willing to listen to, are message believers. Those people, God respects them so much because they have separated from the world. They have separated from the denominational system. And they have separated themselves for a service. And such people, God has got a high regard for them. They've got plenty of spiritual resources. They speak of third pool ministry. They speak about the revelation of the seventh seal. They speak about the revelation of the Son of Man. They can put scripture wherever and be able to show you what is happening in the Bible. Those people are knowledgeable. Some of them did not go to school, but it is by the grace of God that they know what they know. But however, I have found that... Despite the abundance of spiritual resources, very few have got the, the mental capacity or the the mentality to develop what they have. If we speak about the third pool ministry, what how has it benefited you? How many times we came behind the pulpit and say, Why cry? Speak the weight. When was the last time you stopped crying and spoke the weight and things happened? It is a resource that God has given you that you as a human being, as a son or a daughter of God, you can speak the word, and that word can be actualized. Yes. Brother Brem say, you as a son or a daughter of God, you can speak to the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is God's agent. God's agent. And he says the Holy Ghost can come and take your very own words and actualize them. Amen. But how many, despite Uh, gifted ministers that we have despite books that we have despite I mean right now you can have the entire message on your memory stick in your pocket the amount of resources that we have it is mind boggling but I say how many of us have got the mentality to take that and actualize it has the message given you results on a personal level Is there something that you can point and say, it is because of my faith that this faith produced that? Uh, Why? As we begin the year, I'm provoking you that you don't make coming to church. Some people are just fine to come to church, new shoes, new dress, new suit, and greet people. I'm not interested in that stuff. That's, That's quite shallow. I'm interested in knowing that the devil has got to respect me. You know, the devil does not just respect everybody. He respects somebody of substance. Somebody that he knows that if this guy, if this woman goes down on their knees, I am in trouble. I, I want to be such a Christian, folks. I want to be such a message believer. Not, not to know the message because I need to debate with the group so and so. We are past that stage, folks. Hallelujah. The message was not given for us for a debate. It was given for us for life. Amen. Are you still with me? Plenty of resources, but not the mentality to develop it. Pack that one. In the message, brother, this one, we're going to read it as a church. In the message, A Hidden Life, paragraph 19, Hidden Life, he preached quite a lot of them, but this one he preached on the 6th of October, 1955. The 6th October, 1955. Oh, it's there. Brothers are very fast. God bless you. Are you able to see and read with me? Yes. It says, and now, and now it, somebody say, how we gonna, is it, is it a class that we need to repeat after you? The more you say things, is the more you believe them. Yes. And if you say it, you will not forget it. Mm-hmm. Amen. And now, and now, when the brethren received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, They said, they said this, is the this is the summit this is all of it, it. stop right there when you say when you when you when you summit the mountain that means you come you come at the top of Kilimanjaro that means you can there is nothing to go beyond to are, are you with me summit that means that's the final climax. So, Brother said the brethren referring to the apostles, they believe that when they receive the Holy Ghost, that this is the summit, this is all of it. But let's continue. But brethren, that's wrong. There is no summit to God's power. I want you to say it like you believe it. There is no summit to God's power. I, I, you say there is no I, I want the devil to know that there is no summit to God's power. No to God's power. We move on and on and on. on, on, on. Is the unlimited resources of God, resources of God has, never has never been tapped yet? Blessings and powers that we know nothing about. Are you saying you are blessed? Let me tell you something. You've got no idea of what lies ahead. If you think that that convention, you saw the power of God, it is nothing compared to what is coming. There is no summit to God's power. I I, I want you to believe that. There is no summit to God's power. And maybe you're sitting here, you hear that I say, you can pray for Congo, and someone say, why pray for Congo? We need to go into the rapture. Yes, we need to go to the rapture. But Brother Brennan say, live like, he, he says, work like it's coming in a thousand years, but live like it's coming any moment. Yeah. And maybe because you have never been displaced. You don't understand the pain of leaving your home because things are not working out in your country. It is the most painful thing because you end up not attending funerals of your loved ones because you are far away trying to figure out life. It is painful to be displaced away together. But I believe that you as a group of people, you can bind every demonic activity... You can bind every territorial demon at every place. Why? Because we are the children of the Most High God. Uh, The solutions are not with the government. Your government is going to be corrupt and more corrupt. The prayer of the saints is the key in the end. time. Are are you here, people? South Africa, don't rely on whether you get cereal or you get what. It does not matter. But what I'm interested, when you get a believer in their rightful position, things are bound to fall into place. Are you still with me? Amen. Now, allow me to. So, do we agree, Brother Bram? Say there are unlimited resources of God that has not been tapped yet. Yes. So that means there are testimonies that we are yet to hear. Amen. That means the things that happened during, you know, the church. I was reading about the church of the early church. Those people, they did not, they don't just accept things to happen for what they are. They come to them, they say, Sister Tabitha is dead. But go and call Peter. And Peter, when he got there, they gave Peter a dead woman. And he requested them to leave the room. And he gathered with the saints. And they prayed because Sister Tabitha was the kind of a sister that created a special atmosphere. It is the kind of person that whenever there is church, her deeds, good deeds, were known by all. She attached touched everybody because of her godly character. When she died, the disciples say, we cannot accept her death. They never, they never said, maybe it was a time to go. Because most of us believers, as soon as a person dies, we say, it was their time. We don't worry, they are in a glory land. Hang on there. They said, no, Sister Tabitha, we need her back. And Peter prayed for Sister Tabitha until she came back from dead, until she was alive, and he presented to them a living woman. And the Bible says because of that, many trusted the Lord even more. Amen. And I'm saying, what are we going to do here to make the people to trust God even more? And I'm saying, the God that rose Sister Tabitha, He is not a dead. The God that was with the disciples. That same God is here today. But the problem is because believers have not taken their responsibility and they have left a vacuum. That's why you've got a proliferation of false prophets like the likes of Bushiri moving around. It's because we were supposed to take that space. I say, we were supposed to take that space. And in because nature does not allow vacuum, they have now accepted a magician instead of a man of God. At least the people are showing the people that are showing are following Bushiri. They are showing that they are ready to follow a prophet, but because they don't know the real one, while they are waiting for the real one, they will follow a crook. And I'm saying you as the army of God, you've got to rise and say God in the end time. Signed a true vindicated prophet, and his ministry is still effective today, it can heal the sick. I say this ministry can heal the sick, this ministry can raise the dead, this ministry can reverse reverse demonic forces. This ministry, there is no demon that can stand before this ministry. This ministry was forerun by the angel himself. And Brother said, wherever the believers are gathered, that angel is there. And I believe that angel this morning is here this morning. And every condition, we can submit it to that angel. I hear this is not just a sermon as usual. I I want to pinch your conscience to say, is this message producing the result? The message has got to produce results. I say the message has got to produce results. Are you still with me? Now, he says, let's read together. We move on and on and on. we move on and on and on. We invite the rest of the people to join in. We move on and on. on, on. Is the, the unlimited resources of God has never been tapped yet? Blessings and, powers that we know nothing about. Blessings and powers that we know nothing about. Is never being even revealed to the archangels. Never to the archangels. Is laying just ahead for his church that will believe. Laying that will believe. Is laying just, will believe. laying just ahead for his church that will believe. Are you depending? Are you waiting on God? God is waiting on you to believe. For eye has not seen. seen. Ear has not heard. heard. Neither has it entered the hearts of men. men. What God has for them in store that love him. him. So let's move up. up. And claim our rights. rights. This is a clear and call. Let's move up. And claim our rights. rights. As God opens the gates. gates. And swings out the welcome mat. Let's move on up into deeper depths. depths. And And never colonize ourselves. There are many colonies in the message. Many colonies around isms. Brother Brother say, let us not colonize ourselves. To, to ourselves. to organize ourselves and to get into a place where this is. This we, believe this we believe this and that's all. You know, there are people that say, we believe this and that's all. They cannot go beyond. Brother Brother say, learn not to put a full stop Put a comma. Amen. 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 He says, let's believe this plus. plus. How How much more we can hear from God. I think that ought to be the motive of every man and woman that loves the Lord Jesus. To receive all that you can from the hand of his bountiful mercies. mercies. Amen. And it says, that's my heart. And that should be your heart. Are you still with me? Now, Brother Brennan, he preached the message, the countdown. And he was showing how The progress of science. Brother Bremen says, I don't know how many of you would know that what you deem to be uh, the latest technology, it is what the military field or military fraternity deem it to be an old version. That means... As soon as you got the navigator and you were raving and say, I can just punch here and use the navigator, uh, this this is what soldiers got got rid of. And so we don't need this anymore. Are you still with me? So military technology is always advanced. As soon as they no longer use it, then they bring it to you so that you can play around with it. Now, Brother Bram says he makes a striking statement. He says science is looking at the achievements, spiritual achievements of God. And they come and try to to replicate that, to to make exactly the same thing so that you can use it in the natural. Are we together? Stay with me there. Science looks at the achievements of God and brings the achievements of God in a natural form to a natural man. Do you remember there was a time where Peter had been arrested? And after he was arrested, the Bible says, then the church was praying day and night, praying for Peter. And it says, right there, the angel went into the prison and woke up Peter from his sleep and began to move him. He says, as they were moving out, the prison doors opened by themselves. And today you walk into the mall and the doors just opens. Do you see where I'm going? Before you can have the door that opens itself, already the angel was able to open the prison doors without any man unlocking them. Now that means if I was to use it, science is our competition. That means what a, a scientific man can do, a believer must do exactly that in the spiritual realm. Are you still with me? Brother Brenham say, we used to have an ox cart. And he says, then we moved from an ox cart to an automobile. And he says, we moved from an automobile, then we had an aeroplane. And he says, now we are no longer an aeroplane, we've got an astronaut. He says, that is how the church began to move. He says, during the first church age, it was the ox cart. Then came the time of the restoration, it was the automobile and aeroplane. But he says, today, you are a spiritual astronaut. (laughs) Are you with me? So that means, today, signs... I don't know whether you have heard of this. We have heard three revolutions the the first revolution they call it the steam revolution where they mechani- mechanized production and the second revolution It was when they brought electricity and did mass production, which was the second revolution. Then there is a third revolution, which is a digital revolution. Your your smartphone, the things that you have. But now we are getting into what they call the fourth industrial revolution. They call it an era of artificial intelligence. What is going to happen during that time? If you are a welder, you're going to be replaced by a machine. I actually saw a robot welding, a robot moving around in the factory, picking things, a robot opening the door. I wish I could have those visuals for you some other time. What the, the, the technological revolution that is coming, it is mind-boggling. Most of jobs are going to be replaced by Robots. If you still send, uh, that's why Africa, we feel pity because we are still struggling just to get last room. You go to China, e- 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 toddlers are able to just dismantle a smartphone, a smartphone and put it back together. Are you still with me? But I'm saying, as we get into the era of artificial intelligence, cities are going to be smart cities. Now, but the question is the question. If the world is raving about the fourth industrial revolution, about things that are going to happen, what should be the role of the church? If science has progressed that much, how much more we should the church be? They are saying they are getting to a point where they are trying to check if people cannot communicate. From thought to thought, without speaking the word. Th- that's where they are, those they are now busy studying that. That's what we speak about artificial intelligence. But these things your prophet taught you many years ago. Yeah. Are, are you still with me? And I, I, I'm not here to make you admire science because that is the tree of knowledge. The more they climb, they climb it kills them. But I'm telling you that if they, if they can climb that high on the tree of knowledge, how much more should the church climb on the tree of life? Yeah. Theirs will Their technological revolution, the more they discover, there's always side effects because there's radiation and radiation causes cancer. But I want to tell you, a godly technology, God's achievements have never had side effects even one time. Are you still with me? If you open the Red Sea and they move on the dry ground, we have never heard of any side effects. If they went into the fire and the fire never burned them, we have never heard of any side effects. There is no side effects when it comes to the Almighty God. So I'm saying, if the children of this world are eating the tree of knowledge, let the children of the Most High God eat the tree of life. And here is something. When they, when they partook from the tree of knowledge, they were driven out. And God put there a cherubim with a, with a sword and said, no man must have an access to the tree of life anymore. But after Calvary, I want to tell you, that cherubim is there to protect you on your way back to the tree of life. Yeah. And when you eat the tree of life, you become younger all the time. You become happier all the time. With, with, the, with the world, there are so many regrets, but this message in the end time, it is the true of life. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. Brother Roman message, believers doubt this, he says, paragraph 72, my grandfather rode an ox cart. I am driving a Ford V8. It's not bad to drive a good car. Not bad at all. Amen. Amen. The prophet loved it for The other time I was sharing with the brothers, another brother came and said, hey, I've got, the, I've got the fort, because I've got the fort faith in God. I'm praying for God to give me the Cadillac faith. Brother Brandon says, may God give you the Cadillac faith so that he can have your Cadillac. Amen. Amen. As long as you are driving that car, living a, a right life. Yes. Amen. My grandfather rode an ox cart. I'm driving a Ford V8. My son will fly a jet plane. You see? The grandfather rode an ox cart. He's driving a Ford V8. The son will fly a jet plane. Already from the statement, young people, I want to say, we expect you to go further than where we have stopped as parents. We expect you to go much further than where we stopped. A good parent is the one that would want the children to outdo him or her. Amen. If you are a parent, you are jealous of so your kids, you are absolutely not normal. Not normal. Amen. Amen. And even as a pastor, if you are a pastor, you are jealous of your people, you are an insane pastor. Amen. Amen. We, are, we are moving on. Listen to what Brother Bram says. He says, we are moving on. That's what religion ought to be. So, we, in this era, where we expect to be, uh, I mean, we are, using, we are using figuratives here. In this era where we are expecting you to be, to have a jet plane faith and you come with an ox cart. We expect you to be on fire for God. We expect you to have testimonies. We expect to see results in your life. But you just miss church. That's an ox cut mentality. The coming of the Lord is at hand. The church ought to be moving on into their powers. Science can only climb so far, then it has to drop off. But we've got untapped resources that's never been touched of the power unlimited of God that we ought to be moving into. We are living a million miles under our privilege tonight of privileges of Christians to be enjoying. There are privileges that we must enjoy, but Brother Bram says we are living millions, miles below our God-given privileges. He says, I feel ashamed of myself when I look out and see the institutions and the sickness and the troubles that's going on right now. Our church ought to be walking the street, healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out devils, doing signs and wonders, making the whole world realize that Jesus Christ lives. This is where the church needs to be, folks. But today, uh, look, I, I'm not going to put it any better way. I, I don't think, I don't think, as a minister of the gospel, I can come and sell to you a, a product and say, "You see, this product, it will manage your chronic disease better." That is not my specialty. That is not what I'm called for. I'm not called for people to adjust to their chronic disease. I am, as a minister of the gospel, called to cast out the disease. To cast out that little devil and say there was the blood that was shed on Calvary and under the minister of the hour, we cast away that spirit. Amen. But what is happening today? Believers know which medication to take for this specific chronic. The early church never managed chronic diseases. They cast away chronic diseases. Brother Branham never managed chronic disease. He cast away chronic diseases. I'm saying that chronic disease, we may have been told that you can live with it. But remember, it is still that old David. Are you here, people? They can tell you this, how you manage it. A devil is not ever meant to be managed. A devil must be cast out. I I know what I'm telling you. The doctor was here teaching about you, about the principles of divine healing. A medical doctor doing that. What does it tell you? It tells you that even medical science believes that God is a healer. I said, God is a healer. Are you still with me? And how, what resources do we have? When they lay hands upon the sick, they shall recover. The laying of hands is our untapped resource. The casting away of demons is our untapped resource. This morning, we've got authority over every demon. Because there is a power of God that is untapped. But under now, we are tapping into that power. I hear people. Don't, don't ever adjust to modern day conditions and say, this is how things are going to be like. This is how I accept things like it. You are never called to accept things for what they are. A real believer always challenges the status quo. A real believer finds people being troubled by a matter. He says, "Wait a minute! I'm here as a son of God. Now there is an answer. Heaven has made a promise, and I'm going to consult with heaven. And this situation had better change." Amen. But what's happening today? Believers are easily defeated and walk away with a sense of defeat. Ministers defeated, preaching defeat. To defeated laity. Living defeated lives. That's not what we are called for. Are you still with me? Now. In the message. Hear ye him. He preached that on the 12th of. July nineteen sixty. He says, All things, paragraph thirty six, all things are possible to them that believe. Do you believe that is a resource? We've got the untapped resources of God at our hands to display God. Son of God, you've got untapped resources in your hands to display God. Daughter of God, you've got untapped resources in your hands to display God. What does it mean to display? To make God visible. Amen. To make God tangible. Amen. You've got those resources this morning. He says, we are sons and daughters of God. Do you believe that? Amen. When God made man, he made him a god. Amen. That's a direct quote. Yes. When God made man, he made him a god. What does it mean? That means man has got the attributes of Godship. He need not to be worshipped like God, but he needs to operate like God. Because why? He's got the DNA of God in him. There is a spiritual DNA of Godship in you. Are you still with me? He says, But his fallen estate dropped that. But what they lost by Adam, It was restored by Christ. What does it mean? The potentials of the first Adam have been restored by the second Adam in a son and a daughter of God. I mean, if you can realize the the power that is at your disposal, you will begin to stop feeling sorry for yourself. Because a lot of times we get overwhelmed because... We think that certain things are beyond our control. You think that tomorrow is not within your control. You think your health is not in your control. You think your children are not in your control. You think your marriage is not in your control. You think your finances are not in your control. But today, the prophet of God says, we've got untapped resources of God in our hands to display God. What better way to display God than to display him as a creator? Brother Bram say a son of God is like God. He speaks the word and the word it materializes itself. So that means you and I can bring God on display. And how do you bring God in display? Your neighbor struggling with a problem. Your another neighbor struggling with a problem. You cannot struggle with the same problem. You've got to step to the fore and say, "Hang on! I've got untapped power. I've got untapped power that I'm going to tap into to show you, my neighbor, that there is a solution to this problem." Amen. We as believers, we can never join in when people cry like we don't have God. We are the children of the Most High God. Are you here? Are you going to join in when they talk about crime, this, what's happening, and you say, hey, South Africa is not safe. Well, come on, believer. There is no place where there is is safety. The only place where there is a safety zone is the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe that the real believers will never be touched by negative elements. Uh, Yes, we can live in a world where women are being raped, but not our sisters, folks. Or maybe I had much better speak for myself. Not sisters under my ministry. Another pastor can speak for themselves. Why? Because we have been given the power. Brothers, are you here? God can never shame a man and and call him to be a provider. But not make it possible for him to be a provider. That is not how God operates. If he calls you to be a provider, he will provide means for you to be a provider. Because he sees himself in you. Brother came to me and said, I want to resign at work. And what I say, hang on, God is gonna give you another job because he sees that you're unhappy. Within a month, he was back and said, Pastor, I'm here. Here are the results. I now have got another job. What's happening? We serve the most high God. What's happening? We are not gonna go through the world and depending on wealthy people to feel pity for us. And say, only if they can make me, uh, give me a bit of chance. No, say, you are the one that must give the world a chance. Hallelujah. Our rock is not like their rock. Our faith is not like their faith. The problem today, we message people, we have made this message to be too common. We have reduced it to the level at which we can look at the next person and say, only if I wish I could be like them. I don't wish to be like them. What I have, folks, it can tap into the heavenly realm and unleash the blessings that I've never had before. Isn't what what our prophet is saying? He says there are testimonies that we have not had. He says there are blessings that are yet to be realized. Oh, folks, you tell me that Peter was blessed. Peter was not blessed as we are. Hallelujah. The prophet says there are blessings that are yet to be realized. And I say, God, if you need a believer to showcase your blessings in the end time, I'm available. Amen. And how do we become available? Separate from the world. Give yourself completely to the hand of God and see what God will achieve through your life. But I'm here to tell you, don't be ordinary in this world. You are a son of the most high God. Am I talking to message believers this morning? Your prophet had predicted that there was going to be a storm and your prophet was running like everybody else. Until God saw the prophet run and say, that's not the picture that I want. He cannot run away like everybody. He said, heaven, stop William Branham. You go back to the storm. He yes, said, don't you want to take a walk with me? The kind of Eden was now replayed. Right out there in the woods. The prophet of God walked with God. He said, don't you want to speak to the storm? And brother Branham said, let it be sunny. For four days. The people in the weather bureau, they wondered what was happening. All of a sudden, there was a change. What made that change? A son of God, who knew his position, was able to change a weather condition. Oh, I'm glad to preach a message that can change a weather condition. If it can change a weather condition, it can change your life. It can change the condition of your family. It can change every condition in your life. Our message is not powerless. Amen. That's right, that's right. Amen. Are, are you with me? Yes. Amen. Amen. Now, Brother Bram, in the message, Expectation, Paragraph 9, He preached this on the 7th of February 1961. 7th February 1961. He says, Prayer is the key. What does it mean when we say something is the key? It unlocks. Are there doors that are closed? Use prayer to unlock the doors. Shall so we read it together? What man calls great, man calls great God, calls God calls foolish. And what man calls foolish, man calls foolish. God, calls God calls great. So we've got to do, so what we've got to do is to get into the program of God. And find out, after all, out after what, God God what God wants us to do. The only way I know to do it is prayer. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the answer. Prayer, is the answer. Prayer, changes prayer changes things. Do you want things to be changed? Yes. Prayer will change things. Prayer is, prayer is the most powerful weapon that was ever put into the control of human beings. Of human beings. There is no, is no atomic bomb. There is no hydrogen bomb, is no hydrogen bomb. As, powerful as, as powerful as prayer. Prayer will change the mind of God. Prayer will change the mind of God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hang on, we're going to still read here. Are are you still with me? Now, you admire Putin. Is it Vladimir Putin? Uh, In in Russia? Everyone admires the guy. Everyone says the guy is powerful because why? He's got the capacity for nuclear bomb. And that... uh, a lunatic in, is it North Korea or South Korea? North, Korea? North Korea always is busy bombing into the sea saying he just wants to test his missiles. <laughs> then you've got Donald Trump that says, hey, listen, my button is bigger than yours, referring to his nuclear button. Are we together? Now you've got this, this worldly men that are behaving like boys. Competing as to who's got a, a bigger bomb or a more dangerous bomb. But your prophet comes, vindicated by the pillar of fire. He says, Putin is not dangerous. <laughs> Hallelujah. Donald Trump is not dangerous. But there is a person that is dangerous. A person who's got the ability to pray. Amen. Because prayer can even change the mind of God. Amen. Hallelujah! Are you still with me? J- just go um, now. He, he speaks about uh, King was it as a as a where just go down. There's somewhere where we're gonna read. Hezekiah. Then he prayed and said, "God, God had told him that you're gonna die." Then he prayed and wept bitterly. And Brother Brenham says, now, if you go down, just go down. He says, now, the greatest man in the land, of course, was the king. The greatest person in heaven was God. There, there was the greatest man on earth talking to the greatest man in heaven. And the greatest, the greatest in heaven. And yet, the greatest powers of heaven... Couldn't talk back to the king because he was not meant to be that, he was just the king. Then he talked to Isaiah, that was his prophet, and said, Go tell him I've heard his prayers, I'm going to spare him 15 years. Here's a man getting an extension of his life. Now, do you think that prophet must have been embarrassed coming right back? What are you going? What are you coming back for, prophet? This is the king asking. He says, Thou says the Lord, He is going to leave. And, just, and he had just left the gate saying, Thou says the Lord, He is going to die. <laughs> Can you imagine? You are a prophet. You tell a man, Thou says the Lord, You're gonna die, and you leave. The man goes on to pray. I say, Oh God. I still need more time to fix my kingdom. I still have things that I need to do. I know it's just your will. You have predetermined the dates of when a man is born and when a man shall die. But I'm here pleading with you that I need an extra time. The same God comes to the same prophet and says, wait a minute. There's been a change of mind go back to the same fella and say, "Thus says the Lord, you shall live more, 15 years more. What happened in time between? Somebody got down on their knees. Amen. And if prayer can change the mind of God, I believe there are people in the building right now that can change events when they use prayer. Amen. Brother Brenham says, come back, Thus says the Lord is going to leave. Thus says the Lord is going to leave. Why? What change? Prayer. That's the secret. Prayer opens the door. Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey. Stop saying you've got bad luck. You just lack like prayer, like prayerful life. Prayer will open the doors. I, I want you to, if there are doors that are closed, I'm giving you a key this morning. Prayer will open every door. If, if prayer can change the mind of God, what about a mind of a mere mortal? In, under this ministry, how many times doctors said, she's got cancer, and they came to the man of God, and the same doctor that diagnosed cancer comes around and says, I don't know what happened. There is no more cancer. What happened in between? Prayer stepped in. Whatsoever you ask in prayer, with faith believing, you shall receive it. Ask abundantly that your joys may be full. Don't ask scarcely. Ask abundantly. (laughs) You, you see, the Brother Bram say, when you are a fish in the ocean, a fish in the ocean doesn't drink water sparingly, thinking that, oh goodness, what if I run out? No, it drinks until it is full. It knows that wherever this water comes from, there is more water from where the water comes from. That's how a believer is. Some people, once God bless them with a blessing, the blessing cripples them. Have yeah. you ever seen a brother that never thought he would have a car and have a car? He holds on to it for dear life. Even when a brother say, hey brother, we can know our companions. We want to go and priest They say, hey, what if it breaks down? Scarcity mentality. Are you with me? But a brother or a sister that knows that God is a provider, he says, where I've got this, there are still more. How many say, what God has done for me yesterday, there are still more That he can do for me. If he healed me yesterday folks. I don't care whether I get sick tomorrow. He's going to heal me tomorrow. If he saved me yesterday. He's going to save me tomorrow. I'm not going to walk around life sparingly. Thinking that things can run out. You can never exhaust God's blessings. I know what I'm talking about. You can never exhaust God's blessings. Are there people in the building that know what I'm talking about? Ask Abundantly. The, the Bible says, he will give you according to his riches. Yes. Not according to your desire. According to his riches. Because your desire may be limited, but his riches are not limited. If a man, oh goodness, if a, if a hawker or a, a beggar comes and you stop by the robot and say, hey, ask according to my riches. So you're going to just say, give me one rent. <laughs> <laughs> but even the richest man on earth, yeah. Jeff, is it the, Jeff, the, the chief executive of Amazon? Yeah. Pete is getting divorced. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when he got a chance to build a multi-million company and run around with women, but it's a story for another day the man is worth 160 billion US dollars. If this man comes to you and say, ask according to my riches, and you know that he's worth 160 billion, are you going to ask money for bread. (laughs) Oh, you'll be very foolish. (laughs) Absolutely, you'll be very foolish. If I know that he's worth 165 billion, all I'm going to say, I'm going to say, say, Only if you can give me 100 billion US dollars. Because I'm not asking according to my desire. I'm asking according to my riches. His riches. And let me tell you, 165 billion is nothing to the almighty God. He is a possessor of all things. And he says, Ask according to my riches. According to my riches. Young men, are you here? Ask. According to his riches. Yes. Sister, are you here? Ask according to his riches. He's unlimited God. Yes, with unlimited resources. With unlimited power. With unlimited blessings. Yes. And all he says, ask, you shall receive. Amen. But he wants to say, when you ask, ask abundantly. Amen. Brother, let me say we serve a big God. When you ask him, ask him big things. Amen. I told you about a brother uh, at Belvedere. Pastor Chesendu was telling me about who they had long, uh, a pray, uh, a all-night prayer, and they had come to the altar to pray. This brother kept on saying, oh God, I just needed $10. $10 until the brother realized because he was making quite a noise. This other brother tapped him and say. See me outside. Then they walked out, then he took out ten dollars and said, Here's ten dollars. I heard you asking God for ten dollars. Here's ten dollars. You can go home. (laughs) He says, because he himself he had better things to tell God than about ten dollars. Are you with me? When God gives you when God gives you attention, use it, use it productively. When you come into the presence of God, use it productively. Yes. Uh, are you with me? Yes. If, if God listens to you at that minute, make sure that you use it productively. Yes. And I'm saying God is about to listen to certain people in the building. Yes. If they can use it productively. Some of you, you need your children back. I can tell you it is doable anything that you have lost, God can restore it, not one-fold, not three-fold, but seven-fold. I'm speaking about the untapped resources of God. Brother Grace, you can change the course of Congo while you are here by prayer. Uh, What am I talking about? Brother Brennam, they had invited, the president of Haiti, had invited Brother Brennam and he said, and Brother Brennam even had an escort. You remember uh, Haiti, it's a country that is dominated by voodooism. Go and read it. Just go and type it in your message and say Haiti president. It will come up. Now this president had invited uh, brother Brennan and had invited uh, gotten an escort. Brother Brendan says profound way. He says because the president of Haiti knew that what Haiti needs was this message. And I'm saying if the president of Haiti knew what was needed in his country was not the best accountant. Was not a best lawyer, was not a better politician, but the message of William Brennan. I'm saying Congo needs the message of William Brennan. I'm saying South Africa needs the message of William Brennan. I'm saying Africa needs the message of William Brennan. Because this message has got the voltage, this message can change the course of events. I believe that 100%. But we've got to display to the world what we have. And we, because how many of you have you ever gone to buy a a thing? Something when it is demonstrated, the chances of it being bought are higher. Isn't so? That is why if you buy a car, they need you to go for, you need to test drive it. If they tell you, because sales consultants can be very good with weights. They say, you know, this car, when you drive down the road, the seat can massage you. Really? It can move from zero to 100 kilometers in 7.5 seconds. Then you are listening. Then after you say, can I I test drive? Now, you have been told the theory of what the car can do. Now you are in the car. Now you're going to prove that it really can move from 0 to 100 in 7.5 seconds. What are you going to do? You're going to really rev it. You're going to really apply your... Because you want to test it. And when it responds according to the promise, then you say, you feel good. Then when as you drive, all of a sudden the siege begins to massage you, then you feel good. Even the one that was telling you about feels good because what he promised... It's happening. But if they had promised you and said this, the car can move from zero to 100 like Dai Wu some other time, I hope no one is driving Daiwoo. because there was a time where you were driving and the gearbox will just fall. <laughs> now, if they have told you that this guy's got horsepower, it can do this, then you drive down the road and the gearbox drops. You're going to be very upset with the sales consultant and say, what a waste of my time. Anything must be demonstrated. If we say this message has got power, we are looking for demonstrators. We are looking for the promoters, people that can go out there and demonstrate to the world that this message does produce the result. And when the world sees that it produces results among us, then their confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ shall be increased and the word of God shall be published across all the regions as it was done in the early change. We are not looking for a a powerless religion. We need a religion with some some power that can change things. And I say, this message can produce results. You've seen it through the ministry of Brother Brenham. I mean, in the early stages... I remember there was a time in Malawi around the early 90s, it was a story that was covered in the magazine that used to go out, published by Rebecca uh, Smith Branham, and uh, in that they spoke about a declaration that was made by the president of Malawi then, it was in the early 90s, where the president had announced that the sisters must cut their hair. All women must cut their hair. Then the message church refused and said, it is not according to the scripture. We are not going to cut our hair. And sisters were imprisoned, thrown into the prison, and they got the a prison warder that had come to cut their hair. The instrument that he was using to cut their hair could not function. <laughs> He moved from a sister to a sister. It could not function until he had to go back to the president to report that their hairs cannot be cut. What happened is when message believers take a stance with God, God will take a stance with us. But the problem we've become too common. Too common. People that used to not miss prayer meetings, they miss them. People that used to pray long prayers in their secret closet, they don't pray anymore. What is happening? We've got these resources, but we cannot utilize them because we have become spiritually lazy. Amen. Spiritually lazy. But in so doing, let us tap into the resources of God. God bless you, Rich. Let's <laughs> you. If time had allowed me. I would have read this. Brother Brenham says in expectations as the musicians come, he says that's what I want you to know It's the prayer that I depend on. That's the secret of all the mysteries of God. That's the key that opens the door to everything of God is prayer. Amen. You want something from God? Be on your knees. Brother Brenham as we stand to our feet, he says when the weakest Christians go down on their knees. Brother Brenham says it makes a hell shiver. Amen. Amen. Let's just worship God a worshiping song. Maybe let's say, I'm a child of the king just reminding us of who we are.
1: Oh, yes. yes. Oh. Oh.
2: is god That they are the children of the king. Royalty is part of us. Amen.
0: Amen. Just give us another worshiping so we how many believe he deserves to be worshipped? Amen. forget we are beginning with our midweek service this wednesday amen the midweek service is the live blood for the believer amen so we'll commence with them on wednesday six o'clock we are here
3: this afternoon. How many, how many want to say this morning, Lord, in that cross, amen? How many want to say where that blood has been shed, amen? How many want to say it's the bleeding word this morning that we have heard, amen? But how many want to say that we, we don't just want to stay down at the cross, amen? We understand that Jesus had died on the cross 2,000 years ago. That's all so well for us. And without that, we would never make it, amen. But he didn't just stop the amen. He rose again, amen. And he did a meditatorial work through the ages, amen. But, amen, the bleeding lamb has come in this last hour, amen. And the bleeding lamb has come and he's taken the book, amen. A book that was sealed, amen. Even ourselves, we were sealed, amen, as a mystery, amen. We didn't know this morning who we were, amen. We could have belonged, amen, to some lost church this morning, amen. We could have been like the billions in this world, amen, Catholics and Protestants, amen. We could have been lost this morning, amen. We could have left the church so hyped up this morning, amen, for some false prophet, amen. We could have been hyped up by some musical instrument, amen. We could have been caught up with some emotions, amen, and some magic this morning, amen, and we could have went out and come back for the next service, just worse, amen. But the bleeding lamb came and opened the book, and that he has come to a seventh angel, amen, William Marion Branham, amen, and came and broke the book this morning, amen, and told us to take this book and eat that book, amen. There lies your provision this morning, amen. There lies the resources, amen, that's untapped, amen. But this morning, how many of us want to say, Lord, I've been convicted this morning, amen. How many want to say that I've come to the judgment seat of God this morning? And that's what our prophet said, the judgment seat of God. And the judgment seat of God has judged us, amen, as believers in this hour. How many want to say, Lord, I'm guilty, amen. I've lived here in Lady say, amen. I'm supposed to be an astronaut age, amen, I, I, the prophet is coming in his age, and he spoke about his V8 faith, amen, and he spoke about, amen, his sincerity, where he was, but he spoke as a children of mine, amen, and we are the spiritual children, amen, of this message, that was supposed to be elevated, amen, to a supernatural faith, amen, that's supposed to be burning testimonies, amen, that's supposed to be a house on fire, amen, on a windy day, amen, that's supposed to be, amen, in read by all men amen that's supposed to be displaying the literal life of christ amen but this morning we can stand and say lord i'm not yet identified with that amen and the judgment of the word has gone forth to discern us from right and wrong and show us our condition this morning amen I'm standing, amen, in a need of prayer myself, amen. My family is standing in a need of prayer, amen, this morning, amen. That our prayers are not enough, amen. That our sincerity is not enough, amen. And no wonder we can cry, and no wonder we can look at the denominations and see them being blessed and having the opportunity to tap into the resources, amen, and display our blessings, amen. But this morning, amen, not realizing that when we sing the songs of redemption, Christ, don't go down the amen to a, a whorish type of church, amen, and take their words. but. He's responding to our words, amen. He's responding to our cry, amen. The mighty angel right down in our midst, amen, this morning, amen. Wanting to make intercession, church, upon our conviction, Lord. Upon our conviction, amen, of our profession this morning. That we are in need, amen. We want to come up a little higher, amen. How many want to raise up their hands and say, Lord, it's me, Lord, it's your servant, Lord, my Lord, that spoke to this morning. It is it is it is you this morning, Amen. That woke him up in the midst of the morning and convicted his heart because you saw my condition this morning. You saw my need. You saw my prayer life that's not in, intact, Amen. You saw my my life, Amen. And how the prophet said, I I even feel like stepping out of the pulpit. He says because he says because I lost the feeling for the people. I cannot pray for them anymore, Amen. What about our feelings that we have lost this morning? Amen. For our brothers and our sisters. Amen. We've become so complacent. Amen. We have so much. Amen. In our own homes. Amen. Yet there's children of God that's coming into repentance. There's children of God that's repenting and coming into baptism. Amen. There's children of God that need help this morning. Amen. But we lost our feelings this morning. Amen. May we say, God, help us this morning, Lord. We are in need, amen. We don't want to get caught up with the lady or see spirit, amen. We see even people in the message, amen, has lost it, amen. They've lost it, amen. They've got the intelligence. They've got the knowledge, amen. They even got the power, amen, this morning, amen. But they lost Christ this morning, amen. They lost feelings, amen, for a sister, for a brother, amen. But yet quickly to confess, they are message believers, amen. We I need this morning amen. I'm going to say Lord I need a refilling this morning amen. I don't want to be caught up amen with that blindness amen because the Bible says they were blind they were naked and miserable and they didn't even know it amen. We know it this morning. The judgment word has come forth. We can see our insincerities. amen. We can see our faults and we can see our failures. Sitting under the administration of the Holy Ghost, the mighty angels. If we don't see it, amen, then we're blind this morning. Then we need help as well, amen. But because we see it, amen, we want to say, Lord, help me this morning, amen. As we would pray. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we come from God and we go back to God, Lord. Lord, we come and we live on this earth, dear God. And as your word has gone forth, dear Lord, we realize, Father God, that we are in need, Father. Under this anointing, Father God, uh, Lord, like how your servant said last week, Father, we kept using an excuse, Father, looking for something big to come down, looking for some American preacher, Father, looking for some revival, Lord, looking for some, uh, uh, Lord, convention, Father. But right here this morning, Father, It's right here this morning. That mighty angel, that Christ, Father, is right in our midst this morning, Lord. The resources that we need, dear God, is right here, Father, this morning. The answers that we need, Father, for our lives, for our families, for our jobs, dear Lord, for our health, dear God, is right here this morning, Father. And if we look forward for something, Lord... We would never get it this morning, Father. Open the eyes of your children this morning, Lord. Let them see Christ this morning, Father. Let them come into an urgency, dear Lord Jesus. Oh, God, that you would pour down the blessings this morning. But your children has come, Lord. They've come in repentance, Father. They've come in a change of mind, dear Lord Jesus. That they want you this morning, Father. That they are needy this morning, dear God. Of the word that has been poured out this morning, dear Father. They want to make right, dear Father. They want to even make right with their brothers. Make right with their sisters, Father. Oh God, how your prophet even said we could even pour oil, a gallon of oil. But if you didn't make right, amen. If you didn't go and fix it up, amen, with your husband or your wife, amen. It's just useless, amen. But now, O God, we untap to the resources of the greatest power, Lord, because in our hearts we have made right, dear Lord Jesus. We have tapped into the atom bomb, dear Father. We believe in the name of Jesus Christ that each and every one of your children this day, God would go home and search, Father, and look, dear God, and get rid of the world, Father. Get rid of the things that's holding them down, dear Lord Jesus. That they would love you and dedicate their lives to you, Father. And come into, Lord, a shocking state of mind to realize that the coming of the Lord is here. And he is coming, Father. It's happening, dear Lord Jesus. It's a quick, short work, Father. May you bless each and every child of May God, Father. Father. May they not be, Lord, robbed of the devil this morning, Father. May they be blessed in according to what you have promised and what you have come and spoken this morning, dear Lord. We just commit each and every soul to you, Father, this morning. Commit the church of God, the laity, and your servant that has been faithful, Lord Jesus, to the leadership of the Holy Ghost. May you be with us now, we pray. We just commit all things in your hands, Father. Be with us in Jesus' name we pray.
0: Amen. Amen. The love of God, how rich and sweet and pure. Amen. (laughs)
2: building are <laughs> When holy time. Love of God, oh, love,
1: love of
2: God. strong. the love of God. Bula Lynn, Bula Lynn. after you
0: are dismissed till we see you on Wednesday 6 o'clock God bless you. Rich.
2: How many homesick people are in the building?
1: For
2: oh yes.
0: Time won't matter anymore.
2: flight how many are ready for the heavenly flight thank you Lord Jesus all over the building I'm longing for you I'm kind of homesick. We are homesick, folks. A country where no crime is there, no corruption, nothing, perfection. Said goodbyes on the other side. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Time won't matter, it will be an eternal zone. Without music all over the building. Come on, church. Come on, chess. And someday. time without music
1: one more time
2: Bula Land how many are longing for Beulah Land Got a call from
0: Brother Washington, Brother. How many remember Brother Washington? Uh, I got a call. His wife was. I think he called me on Monday. The wife was admitted into the hospital. She had a tumor, and we're hoping that God will intervene. But unfortunately, on Tuesday uh, evening. That Gloria passed away. Many of you remember Sister Gloria. And I said to Brother Washington, I said, No doubt Sister Gloria was the godly woman of God. One day you and the kids will meet her on the other side and just pray for Brother Washington that may God strengthen. Then they've got a very small kids, five of them. They need us to lift, lift them up in prayer and remember our brother, and strengthen our brother. God bless you richly, I'm just reminded when we sing this song, that there are others that have made it on the other side, and one day we shall be reunited. God bless you richly. I don't know, that was my last song. Uh, maybe you can take a seat. there's a were singing Jerusalem. They will sing it again and dismiss you with it. It was a lovely song. God bless you. Richly. Amen.